0: Hi, everyone. This is Becky, and welcome back to Reformers Co. Podcast. And um, we are in an important season in the world. I have a really good friend, Peter, who um, is from Ukraine and brings so much wisdom and understanding to what is happening in the world today. He shared at church on Sunday, and um, we decided we needed to have Peter on our podcast. So um, I'm excited that you're here with us, Peter. Thank you for taking time and coming and joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me here.
0: So, Peter, you have to tell us your story because a lot of people who are listening to you um, don't know you. And so can you just tell us a little bit about your background, where you were born, your family, um, how you got here? So it's just let us know a little bit about your background and your history.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I was born uh, in Ukraine, uh, Cherkasy, which is just a little bit south of Kiev. And uh, uh, when Soviet Union fell apart in 92, uh, my family, uh, we moved to Russia uh, as uh, missionaries. Uh, my dad, he uh, seated a church there. And um, back then, I mean, Church of God was the main, uh, you know, church organization that everybody <clears throat> in Slavic nations was, uh, working with. Okay. So that's how, yeah, we moved to Russia and we lived in Russia, in Samara, Russia for seven years. Um, and then the opportunity came, uh, for us to move to America, uh, and, uh, open up another church actually in Denver, Colorado. Uh, so we moved, uh, uh, as refugees to Denver, Colorado and, uh, my dad been the pastor there. Um, when i uh, grew up and uh, finished high school uh, i had a option well i went to bible school and then after an option of either continuing you know flipping burgers or some other uh, job or getting into trucking uh, of course i chose you know to learn the trade in trucking
0: so trucking was your family business what yes. your family knew so
1: yes they uh, since we came to america that's what they started yes And by that time, they already got a lot of things figured out and they needed drivers. And I was eager to learn something new that, you know, could potentially help me with my career. So, um, yes. And in Colorado, uh, they allowed you to get a um, uh, CDL, Class A, uh, at 18. Oh, wow. Yes. As long as if it's within the state. Okay. So, I operated in state for a couple of years until 21. Um, And... uh, After one year of driving, uh, it's a long story, but we started, I just separated. And uh, we all kind of split up uh, the whole family and having our own trucking companies. So from one company, it was four companies after that. And we all kind of did our own thing, what we uh, wanted to do. Um, uh, Some of my family, we kind of scattered around the whole US after that. Uh, I came to Texas uh, after marrying uh, my wife, Mira. And she is beautiful. Yes. yes. (laughs) And you have
0: three beautiful daughters. Three beautiful daughters. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful family.
1: Yes. All right here in Dallas, uh, born and raised. Yes. And um, uh, but uh, it's interesting because, uh, you know, with the with the job and work, I mean, all that is great. But um, I've always had uh, everything, heart for missions, everything. Anytime somebody says something about missions, I always like, oh, my ears. Yeah. Like, what, what did you say? <laughs> yeah.
0: Let me just jump in here real quick because this is a thread that goes through every podcast. And that is that God takes our life story and he uses it to bring us to the place of great influence for the kingdom of God. So here you are, a missionary son, the son of a missionary, but also a son of a trucking company owner. So you're in business and ministry and that's what you learned life could be. Life could be, you could be in ministry and also in business. And if you take your parents, um, what they have started and now you have your own trunking company in in Texas.
1: Yes. All right. <laughs> and what's interesting, actually, uh, since the very beginning, because of how the Soviet Union was and just how you had to learn to survive in Russia and Ukraine, uh, my parents or my family always had this idea of being able to do missions, but to be able to self-fund it. Because, I mean, it's great to be able to look for uh, others to donate and such. But uh, what I mean... Ideally, it would be, you know, if you can self-fund it yourself. Right. So it, it was always in the back of my mind also since the very, very beginning and always trying to figure out how to do that even myself.
0: I love that. So you have a business entrepreneurship, a very successful trucking company, but you also have a passion for missions. Can you tell me why missions is important to you? What do you what do you mean by that word missions? And then why is that important to you?
1: Well, that goes back to my 20s, early 20s, when, you know, yes, growing up as a Christian, in Christian family, uh, you kind of get stale with religion and all this. Or you see it kind of might look like it's all just all stale and religion to you until in 20s when I did fall off or fall away from God and uh, for religion (laughs) because of religion. Yeah. And just seeing how all of that is just, you know, horrible. But um, then coming back uh, to God with uh, because, you know, looking at the world, I didn't like what I saw. And uh, I basically made a commitment or a vow with God saying, look, I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. Not not religion, you know, to you, God. Mm. And with that, I mean, just the whole idea of what is missions and uh, it, it changed the perspective because it's not. The life is not for you because of you. Oh, I gotta just get rich, or I gotta make money, or you know, to have a family, and you know, it 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 just to me. Ever since then, it's been always how to serve others because I find that to me it's the most amazing feeling. Even you know, to to help others and to see when those people they actually are able to, uh, you know, to them it's God's answer their world is being changed <laughs> so good yeah you know, because that's what god did with me back yeah. you know yeah in my time when i okay so. so
0: here you are a church kid um son of a missionary pastor and um, religion was not life-giving to you mm-hmm. you know you saw all the um yucky parts of it or the things that weren't life-giving and. They didn't seem like a good God, a good father, you know, would would operate that way. And so you walked away from uh, what we can now say is religion. Yes. You know, at the time it was your you you thought maybe your relationship with God or the church, but um, you never really left the heart of the father. You just didn't like what you saw, what we call religion or religious acts or the way people did church kind of thing, you know. But yet your heart was still you know, knowing that he was the answer to the world's problems. So when you walk away from religion and you see the world and it has all the problems and you want to help solve some of the problems, where do you go? You go back to God because he is the one who has the answers to all the problems. So I love that story. That is a reformer. Yeah. You're a reformer. So that's <laughs> awesome. So, uh, wow, the world is in turmoil right now, especially in your part of the world, you know, where you came from, Ukraine and Russia. You shared uh, this past Sunday at our church, um, a story about, uh, your family group text and your cousins. Uh, can you just share that again here on this podcast and let people know a little bit about real life in the Ukraine right now?
1: Yes. in the group, uh, text that we have for the family, um, uh, this young man, he is in, uh, twenties and, uh, Uh, He was studying in Bible school in uh, Kyiv. When everything started, uh, it was all a shock. And uh, the first thing everybody did was, oh, my gosh, let's uh, seek shelter. Let's find a family. Let's get together and just, you know, find wherever it's safe. Which they did. They found a place where to go to. Uh, They uh, met up together with their church members. And the young group of guys, they just get together and they're talking, they're like, wait a minute. You know, what are we doing? Why are we running away? Isn't this what we were just reading in Bible school? Like, you know, to go and preach, no matter what it is, we gotta go back. I originally was preparing and getting ready what to say, you know, when Pastor Jim asked. I mean, I had a whole bunch of stuff figured out. Yeah, this will be good. But then at the end day, I was, uh, you know, just going through the family. T- and I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then when Pastor Jim was saying, well, missionary, like you got to be, you know, you got to go out and preach. And, I, and that's just right there. It struck right there on the stage, basically. Wow. <laughs> I was like, no, this story, <laughs> this is relevant. It's
0: not so much about praying. You said it wasn't so much about us praying for Ukraine but you turned it on us you were like they are doing what they were created to do yes. they are preaching the gospel they are becoming it's called the diaspora where um you know when the christians in acts began to be persecuted they dispersed into other countries yes. and and so um Jim was just like, well, maybe, you know, the Christian Ukrainians are being dispersed into the other countries of Europe and Slavic Mm, and and taking their testimony and taking the gospel of Jesus wherever they go. But you were saying some of them are called to stay. They were going to stay in the Ukraine, you know, fight, uh, be there. To bring hope, bring the gospel whenever the Lord opened up doors. That's incredible, right? Because they sent their children and wives on someplace else safe. Is that true? And then the men went back or what?
1: Yeah. So with that group of people, yes, they basically got together. uh, They said goodbyes to their family, their moms. Uh, Some of them were married out of those guys, uh, uh, youngly married. And they just said, we got to go back. So they, and and that's the thing, like, uh, you know, what do you do? Do you really, is picking up arms the only thing you can do? You know, there's so much things you can do uh, just to help out, but also to be able to preach. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what they set out to do. We don't know what's going to, what's waiting us there, but let's just go. If it's just as far as giving bread to others, you know, right. we'll do that. Right. But we need to go back and preach. And, uh, uh, you know, with us uh, having uh, multiple connections, multiple uh, groups in Ukraine uh, for these uh, these uh, last couple of years, uh, reaching out to them. I mean, everybody, it's different for everybody because of the different locations, right. but yes, we have a group also that's right there in the middle that's, I mean, some may, might call them stuck, but no, you're not stuck, mm. okay? You can do something about it. And they have, I mean, they just go out, okay, food we got to get food we got to get medicine okay who needs uh you know somebody's stuck or somebody uh, uh hasn't been able to go out and get groceries or stuff like that. and mind you a lot of this is going on when all the bombs are going yeah, on yeah that's it so it's to the next level the bravery you know it's yes. not it's not just to go and preach it's meet needs when your life is on the line yeah
0: that's beautiful that they decided to stay and whatever they are needed to do they're going to do it and they do it Uh, in the name of Jesus, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? If we give a cup of water in the name of Jesus, right? It counts. It matters. So they decided to stay. Um, Do you hear from them on a regular basis?
1: Yes. Yeah. We keep in contact with them. And that's, we're trying, it's hard to do, you know, from here because I want to go there myself right? also. And with all the stuff that's going on. I mean, there's a lot to do for everybody. You're not stuck. If you're here, if you're there, no matter where you are. And that was my message. I mean, you can do something. You can be the church. You can be the ecclesia and preach and, and, you know, anywhere where you are. You don't have to be in such a, you don't have to wait for that to happen right here. Mm. You know? But you have to treat it as if it's your life and death.
0: I love that, Peter. So you were calling the church to awaken to their destiny, to their calling, to the need, to the great need of humanity, right? Yes. For the gospel of Jesus Christ and to use your life to be ready to turn back and go into the battle, into the fray, so to speak. I love that.
1: And I do want to mention about Zelensky a little bit, because I feel like, you know, yes, uh, there's some pros and cons about everybody, you know, all the leaders. But one thing that I know is that with Zelensky, he, uh, he just started to be brave. And then, when you're braver, you got to keep going and right. doing brave. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody.
0: He just made one decision to be brave. Yes. When the president of the United States says, here, we'll give you a ride. He's like, I don't want to ride. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I so, want weapons. And so that statement really put him on a trajectory, right? Yeah. To become a, a a hero now. Really, people are looking at him as a man of courage and bravery that he won't run. That he, Just like your cousin. Your cousin says, I'm not going to run. His is to lead a country and to lead a war. Your brother is to give groceries and the word of God.
1: And my cousin was motivated because of the bravery that he saw on the newsfeed and everything that he, so that's my point, you yes. know? A lot of times it's just, you gotta just start, mm. okay? And that's even from my experience in business, you know, you just have to start. Come and, on, reformer, this,
0: yes. <laughs> is, this is it right here. This is what we're talking about reformers. You find courage somewhere. And a whole nation, a whole world has found courage from President Zelensky, right?
1: Yeah, so there's so much to pray for. There's so much need uh, that, uh, yes, I can tell you the usual, uh, but I wanna focus on a couple things that, like for example, the whole, uh, the brave, the ecclesia, the coming to be ecclesia, you know? I feel like uh, we are in a new era and we have to pray into that as a church to be brave. I mean, it, for the last two years, uh, everything that happened, uh, we've been shaken. The whole world's been shaken. But I feel like this war in w- many ways, it's an awake, another s- next level for us awakening for all of us mm-hmm. to be brave and basically stand up. For what you believe in.
0: In our morning devos, we're talking about David, you know, and how he stepped up when the enemy came out. You know, the giant Philistine mm. Goliath came out. He stepped into his calling, his destiny. He awakened bravery, courage. You know, to be exactly what God created him to be. And so that's number one. That the whole church yeah, around this is the world, for everybody. Yeah. Yes,
1: for you, me, and everybody. Uh, and then specifically about Ukraine and Russia, I mean, definitely pray uh, for the people to have wisdom, discernment, and that's another thing. Uh, the dis the the deceit is great. Okay, you know what's interesting when Pastor Jim was uh, 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 reading that scripture from uh, Matthew twenty four, you know the the deception. Oh, the deception! How great it will be, mm. and we have to pray that you, me, people there in Ukraine, people in Russia. I mean, people just, that uh, the blindfold will be taken Mm. off. And who can do that? Only God can. Yes, Peter. Because uh, all of the stuff that's going on, I mean, we could get into the details, but hey, none of it just started all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It's been going on for a long, long time. And devil is clever enough to understand how to manipulate. Mm -hmm. He tells one truth or a you know, a lie with with part of the truth to one people, to Ukrainians, then to Russians, tell them another thing. Here in America, we have our own truth and it's kind of split depending on which side of the aisle you are, mm-hmm. right? Politically mm-hmm. or economically, whatever. So my point is we have to pray for the deception, for the devil's deception to just be taken off, all of those blindfolds to be taken so that we could see. And the thing is this, who, who, where's the truth? It's the mm-hmm. Bible. Where's the foundation, is the truth, right? yeah. Where's the foundation? Yes, Jesus, yes. So if we all look to that, and that's what I, my second point would be, to pray in, uh, to just break the, you know, the, The darkness, the deception. deception. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So good. Even with our missionaries that are already there. I mean, I just spoke with him uh, yesterday and just all the stuff that everybody running uh, crazy, trying to find to withdraw cash, for example. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You can't get cash out of you. It's really hard to get, but you have to if you want to be able to survive with, you know, buying stuff. Right. So uh, on numerous occasions, he just prayed and said, God, I need to be able to feed these people. And yes, we just received the money, but we have to be able to pay for this stuff. Please, please help me to withdraw cash. And three times in that same day, he uh, accidentally pulls in at the same time when the reloading uh, comes in. Come on. I mean, coincidence. When they're
0: putting more money into the machine. yes, That's when he shows up to get it out. So he's there. So. Prayer. Three times in, one, in yeah. one day. That's that's a beautiful example. I love that.
1: Yeah, God the
0: favor answers prayer. Yes, Come on, people. You and guys. it's a, across
1: the spectrum. And we don't
0: know all the things to pray for. You cannot watch social media and think mm. you know what's going on. Uh, but peace, peace in man's heart and mind so that God would use this horrible situation to bring... Um, the gospel of God's love to people who desperately need the truth. Yeah,
1: across the whole spectrum. I'm talking about all the people, all, I mean, starting from the top, you know, government all the way to the regular people and everybody in between, business people, everybody, they need God. And to be honest, uh, uh, the only way the revival can come, and in my opinion, it will come, especially uh, in Slavic nation through Ukraine, it's because of prayer.
0: Yeah. And then as reformers, God gives us strategies on how to help, what to do, how to, you know, be his representatives. And then when it's over and we're able to go in, how to bring the greatest solutions to people's lives. Um Peter, thank you so much for being here. I just love it that um you have been faithfully serving the Lord. Uh isn't it, it's crazy for me to just see you and your family and know that you are just doing exactly what God created you guys to do, to have this trucking company, right? A business that you learn from your family, and yet how God has used that to give you the resources to actually make a difference in nations around the world. I love it. So what's next for you in missions? What's your dream for missions?
1: Well, first of all, I give all praise to God. Yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> okay. All praise to God. Yes. I'm just grateful that I'm part of it. Yeah. Um, as far as the uh, the future, I mean, we, uh, we just recently have uh, Tiago who came on board with us. Uh, as the COO, and it's just amazing for all the knowledge and experience that he brings to the table with missions right chiago yes. is a
0: missions man he was he loves missions more than anything so you've hired him yes to to lead your missions organization so you have begun a missions organization even though you are a businessman and have a trucking company you have started a, biz, a mission um, what a missions organization
1: well actually uh, it. it You know, you, uh, it was inspired in many ways by you, because uh, I remember a while back you said, well, home group, you know, we got to do home group. And we're like, "Okay, sure, we'll give it a try. And when we just came to uh, Trinity Church after a couple of years, just sitting in there like, yeah, sure, let's give it a try. And that's what we did Uh, after six years of leading uh, home group. And we pretty much befriended a lot of people from this church. And we were all everything missions, missions, missions. And one day we're like, let's just start. Let's just let's just start ministry missions organization, nonprofit, all of that. And we did. And one thing led after another. I mean, and hey, you know, uh, I'm from Ukraine, let's just start with that as a beginning. Uh, but we've expanded and we're currently at 10 countries right now. Beautiful. But uh there's there's no limit. And the thing is, uh, in my my I guess experience or my uh, strength is working with people uh, like Tiago or uh, other people that have the organizations that yes they are in need of either resources or tools or you know and resource is not just money you know but um, it's just pretty much coming together with other people. And we want to do that across the whole world. Yeah.
0: Well, would you just, as we close right now, would you mind just um, leading us in prayer for Ukraine and Russia and show us how to pray for that nation?
1: God, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And thank you for everything that you've done so far, God. We bless you, God. We glorify you, God. We give thanks to you, God, because we know that you are our God, and you are amazing, you're all powerful. And we just ask that uh, the miracles that uh, have been going on, that you will increase tenfold and thousandfold, that you will uh, be there with the people in Ukraine, Lord, that you will take care of the the government, that uh, you will continue to give them uh, discernment and wisdom on what to do, God, how to act, and how to strive to you, God, because we know that you are the only one that has have the answer to peace. Lord, to uh, to be accomplished and to uh, to be uh, self fulfilling, God, that can only come through you, God. So we ask for shalom uh, for that, like that, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We also pray for the people that are in Ukraine, Lord. Give them wisdom, give them discernment, give them understanding on what's going on, and and we ask that you just break the chains and break the uh, the the folds, uh, the the blindfolds that are covering them and all the deception, all the stuff that's going on Lord we break that in name of Jesus the strongholds the devil has over that uh, over that region. Uh, the the corruption, uh, the corruption stronghold, uh the deception stronghold, all the, the, the imperial uh, stronghold, name of Jesus. We speak against it and we break it right now. We break it and we proclaim that you are the God of Ukraine. You are the God of Russia. Lord, uh Putin doesn't have all the control. You do, God. You do, because the remnant is also in Russia. Come on. Yes, the remnant is in Ukraine, yeah. in Russia. And every single country that, that's around the world, yes. we, uh, there's a remnant. And we believe that uh, by praying and interceding for those countries, that you will have your way, that the kingdom will come and you will do what you plan to do. Not what the world order or anybody else, but what you plan to do, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you give people the shalom in you, God that uh, they will come to know you like never before, that the the, uh, the revival will come because of this, Lord, and people will seek you <clears throat> on next level like never before, God. All the shaking that you've done, we uh, we thank you for that because we know that you have the ultimate goal and you know what you're doing. We trust you, Lord. We, we trust you, Lord, that no matter how gross or how uh, horrible this is, we know that you can turn it for the good we trust you, God, that and we know in your sovereignty, we know we trust your sovereignty and we understand and uh, trust your judgment. Lord, we bless you, God. We thank you, God. We are uh, grateful for the opportunity. Thank you, Lord.
0: Amen. 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 I love it. So for those of you who have the anointing for business out there, know that it's not only just for business, but it's for the um, nations of the world. Right. It's to win people for Jesus and to use your business I love it thank you peter for coming today and uh, i just speak life to you i just want to remind you that on april 6th we're beginning a class called reformers 101 and you're going to learn what sphere god's calling you to is it government is it education is it business is it the creatives is it the family is the church and we're going to come together and learn our gifts our purpose for here and how to do all that god's put in his heart for us to accomplish we're going to get tools Uh, to be reformers in our our, um, community. So uh, join us on Wednesday nights, beginning with April 6th at Trinity Church.